Welcome to Write Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. Welcome to The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to my returning guest co-host and contributor today, Leanna Shields. She is the author of the hot off the press release, Curses and Vows. It's book three of the Mystic Ranch Cozy Mysteries. Do you love cozy mysteries, but do you want something a little bit different? I assure you, Leanna Shields' books are definitely going to give it to you. Can't wait to talk about it in just a few moments. I want to thank you all for your support of my newest release called A Chance for Genevieve. It's available exclusively on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Make sure you go ahead and get your copy today. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you could help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click that pink subscribe button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest today. Leanna, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am fine. Thank you so much for taking time out to be with me today. As we were going through our pre-check for the show, I realized it had been some time since you've been on the show, so we definitely have to catch up. Oh, what's been going on with you? Oh, so much. My podcast, The Cozy Sleuth, which primarily highlights cozy mystery authors and light suspense authors, recently celebrated its third year anniversary. I cannot believe I have been in basically the podcast world for that long. And on top of that, I, like you said, I published my third book in the Mystic Ranch Mysteries, Curses and Vows. What's so exciting is that I remember when you reached out to me about your podcast and you were looking for some ideas and just some input for someone who already had one. So I am so pleased to see you celebrating your third year. What are some of the things you have learned from the first episode until now? Well, I've learned the basic shows that my audience likes to listen to. When I first started, I tried running the gambit between my shows from doing book reviews to just giving my random thoughts on the mystery genre, ranging from old movies to uh, current books. But I found that what really got the attention and the interest was when I started doing interviews. And through that, I've also learned how wonderfully embracing 
the cozy universe is when it comes to their authors and just their their readers in general are just the greatest community. That's how I feel about the romance community. We can be really stalwart in our support of each other. And with cozy mysteries, people really enjoy them because they're lighthearted tales for the most part. Most of the time, a dead body's turning up somewhere <laughs> in the book. And I love the titles that usually are associated with cozy mysteries, but I could have it all wrong. Go ahead and define what a cozy mystery is. Well, a cozy mystery, if you want to stick strictly to the rules, which I have read many that do not adhere to these rules, but basically they are, as you said, they are lighthearted, usually set in a small town. Uh, the old Murder, She Wrote shows, uh, Cabot Cove, Maine, things like that, where throughout the show, whenever she went to a big city, the joke was the suspects were one killer, two dogs and a duck or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember someone said, well, she couldn't kill anyone else now. So now she had to go to New York because at least she had more people there. And I loved Murder, She Wrote. And Murder, She Wrote, for those of you who are too young to know about this, it was an institution in American entertainment for a really long time. Every Sunday night at, I believe, nine o'clock, Murder, She Wrote came on. And it was such an institution that when it changed, it really dived in some respects because people were used to watching Jessica Fletcher Sunday nights at 9 p.m. So yeah, it was a major part of American entertainment and culture even because it brought to the forefront the mature character being dominant in a series. She didn't have to have a husband. She was independent. Lots of things that she brought to that. And so with Cozy Mysteries, you get the feel of that, which was part of American entertainment for such a long time, especially back in the late 80s and early 90s. So yeah, definitely feel you there, Leanna. And as you begin to continue to develop your brand as a cozy mystery writer, what are some of the things that you would tell other writers who are interested in developing a following in this genre? Well, one thing I would tell you is the cozy genre is vast, depending on what your interest is. There are, if you are interested in, say, knitting, you can write a cozy mystery that is that has your uh, amateur sleuth, which is another one of the key roles for Cozy Mystery. The sleuth must be an amateur. You can have it to where they run a yarn shop. My books, I really went off of the average, I will say, in that I set it in a world with mythical figures. My main character is a Native American elf, which was a lot of fun to research. But then again, I am a myth nerd. But really, whatever your interest lies in, you can write a cozy mystery about that. Of course, like I said, again, there are rules, amateur sleuth, sex, violence, off camera, light swearing. That rule gets broken a lot. I've noticed in the current cozy world, but I do stick to that. So I'm glad you mentioned the part about myths because you did say you're like a myth nerd. How did you get involved in that? Well, that started with my, I've always had an active imagination. And like when I was like in fourth grade, I think it was, I really got into, I had a lot of imaginary friends then, not very many real ones. And one of them was a flying lion, like a winged lion. But I don't know exactly when, oh no, actually thinking back, there was one key point, And that was when I started watching Disney's Gargoyles. 
I was hooked on that cartoon. And they had a story arc running through it where they encountered a lot of mythical creatures, including two that always just stand out to me. One was they encountered the West African trickster god, Anansi, and the, and talked about myths around that. And then there was another one where they encountered the Navajo trickster god, Coyote. Again, talking a little bit about that mythological creature as well. And that just set it off from there. I became passionate about myths and collected dragon figurines for a while. And yeah, that's where the uh, psychosis, I guess you could say, started. The fact that you say gargoyles made me jump in my skin because I used to watch that show all the freaking time. When we came home from school, gargoyles came on and I love the deep, rich voice of the main gargoyle. I can't can't remember his name right now. So yeah, you've taken me back, Leanna. Thank you. (laughs) I feel old though, but thank you so much. So yeah, oh gosh, I love that. But I like how you said, you know, I was with you there where I didn't have a lot of friends growing up either. And I used to have the tree people and my brothers, my brother and sisters used to make fun of me because I would talk to the trees out in our backyard. And they said, you definitely had a vivid imagination. So I said, what else? You know, but I enjoyed myself. I love the tree people. I miss them sometimes. And what I mean by that, not actual tree people, I'm not, I'm insane, but not in that manner. But I miss the childlike fascination with that. That's what I mean. But yeah, definitely feel you there. And so you took your love for all this and you turned it into this particular series called Missing Ranch Cozy Mysteries. So let's talk about the first two books in the series before we get to the third book here. In the first two books, and for those of you who don't know, Leanna and I are part of a writer's group where we talk about our ideas. So I have seen her develop the series over the years. She's gone into the group and presented really interesting characters. What does this person look like? What does that person look like? So I am very familiar with the series as a whole, but I don't know all the pieces. So let's go ahead ahead and start from the beginning of who our main amateur sleuth is. That would be Sabia Feathercroft. She is a Native American elf, which, like I said before, super fun to research. Turns out there are two Native American tribes that do have a version of an elf, but that's for another time. In the first book, she is a very busy woman. She not only runs her family's ranch, which is called The Mystic Sky. She also runs a small art supply, art gallery shop called The Threadbare in town. And in the first one, uh, Sparks of Suspicion, she is pulled into the life of an amateur sleuth when she has to solve the mystery of who killed her shop manager, a very cantankerous pain-in-the-butt gnome who would rather be doing illegal activities than working at her shop. Unfortunately, uh, she finds him murdered on her property, and that leads to all sorts issues. And that's the thing about the cozy mysteries is that usually the amateur sleuth didn't ask to be doing this. Somehow, just dead bodies keep falling down around them, and it's up to that person to figure it out. And that's what I love about cozy mysteries is that aspect of, hey, I didn't ask for this. I didn't start this, but guess what? I definitely will finish this. So love that aspect of the 
Cozy Mysteries. And then here you have the second book. The first book in the series is called Sparks of Suspicion. The second book in the series is called Stock Show Stalker. And then today we're highlighting Curses and Vows. Now, there's a bit of a spoiler with Curses and Vows about Sabia. So how much of it can we tell Leanna without giving away too many spoilers? We may have to risk it, but go ahead and tell us what this book in this series is about. Oh, curses and vows. Yeah, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm going to have to do a big old spoiler here. Sabia is getting ready for her wedding. Da, da, da. (laughs) (laughs) And she is about to marry the man of her dreams, a man that I have said over and over to fellow writers has ruined real men for me in some way. <laughs> I made him a little too, a little too perfect. Not that he's all perfect, but he's just, you know, just a little too. <laughs> but on top of getting ready for her wedding, she is going to have to face a ghost from her past and a 500-year-old curse that has been plaguing her family. That's about as much as I can say without really ruining things. And she really can't say more than that because this is a series that really feeds into each book. So you learn about her in the first book, you learn more about her in the second book, and by the third book, you have more of an in-depth feel of this character. She really comes alive in the story. Now, I want to talk about the process real quickly about Cozy Mysteries. It's probably one of the reasons why I don't see myself writing a cozy mystery because there's a lot of detail work involved. And to our listeners out there, if you didn't know Leanna, you would probably think she's a serial killer because she has to look up some of the most interesting things because you want to make your cozy mystery interesting. So yeah, one time she asks us a question about poisons. Another time she asks about, well, where, where's the best way to stab someone or just something like that. Just really interesting questions that only authors can ask other authors. If authors ask regular people, they would think they would have to call the police. (laughs) So, Leanna, what kind of detail work does an aspiring author who wants to write cozy mysteries, what do they have to be mindful of? Well, like you said, the questions can be very interesting. I remember one time I was telling a friend about the stuff I was researching and all she could do was give me this look like she was very afraid of me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because you really do need to know if I leave the body out for three days as opposed to two, what does a decomposing composition look like? You know, (laughs) right? Valid question. And you're looking, she's looking at you like, are you doing research or are you planning? (laughs) You know what I mean? So yeah. But go ahead. What were you saying, Leanna? I believe her exact words were, how do you sleep at night knowing what you know? He said with a pillow and a blanket. (laughs) Exactly. But a lot of the research actually can come from reading those that have come before you. And I mean, like, you're Agatha Christie, queen of the cozy mystery, queen of the mystery in general, or her American rival, Mary Roberts Reinhardt, which I am such a huge fan of the circular staircase. Really, one of the biggest... And a lot of the other research you can do, like what I did with Mystic Ranch Mysteries, I am a city girl 100%. So why the heck did I make my character a rancher? (laughs) But I had a lot of fun doing research for those books. I went to alpaca shows. 
because Sabia raises alpaca. I paid attention to, here in Colorado, we have the National Western Stock Show. It is the one of the biggest rancher 4-H events that I know of anyway. So if your town has one, and it's, I'm not saying ours is the biggest, I'm just saying I, it's the biggest as far as I know. And they even televise the 4-H auctions where kids who have raised their animals for a year or more bring their animals and they go for ridiculous amounts of money. Oh my gosh. Like forty, fifty thousand dollars Okay, I'm about to become a rancher. Seriously? Oh my gosh, keep going. I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> and that actually gave me an idea what it might be like if, say, Sabia had some champion animals through this event in Stock Show Stalker, going back to the second book, where it's like, okay, she has this grand champion animal. What's the next step for it? Likely it's going to be an auction. How does that auction look? So I watched the televised one and I based that auction off of the televised one. And so that really helped in bringing the world to life with that. Another detail with, with the stock show is there is a tradition where the grand champion steer is brought into one of our, there's a very famous hotel in Denver called the Brown Palace. The grand champion is brought there to preside over the Brown Palace's high tea for the afternoon. So I kind of loosely base that in Stock Show Stalker where, again, they have a tradition where they bring the champion animals to this hotel for a grand gala. And just whatever you can find for your research, all that long rambling I just did was to say that. Whatever your book themes are, find ways to research that. And also with the murder elements, yeah, you have to know sensibly. And for that, you can join groups like there's one called Cops and Writers. You can ask them or you join a cozy mystery group, ask away there. You don't feel like you're completely psycho asking your fellow cozy mystery writers for that. There's nothing wrong with having the questions, though, because you're just trying to add that authenticity to the story, for sure. Another thing I wanted to ask you about regarding cozy mysteries is that one of the unique aspects is that the amateur sleuth tends to grow on a journey when you write them. So how has Sabia changed from book one to book three? Oh, she's changed in quite a few ways. Okay, one thing that remains consistent is that she is a strong woman who can stand for herself, but she has learned through from book one to book three that she doesn't have to do it alone. When she meets Bridger, she's, which is, okay, the guy who ruined, guy, <laughs> who ruined real guys for me. Okay. The love of her life, Bridger Kane. When she first meets him, she is very happy that he's just going to be a friend. She doesn't really want romance. She doesn't want that complication. She's come from a really rough relationship, which happens to be with her town's sheriff. Yeah, that's interesting. Go figure. <laughs> nice and complicated, Leanna. Nice and complicated. <laughs> and so she is perfectly happy to keep this new guy in the friend zone for a while. But she's also learning, she's learned through those books that, hey, he is there. He's solid. I can put my trouble, weight, whatever I need on him for a little bit. But that doesn't mean she's any less strong or any less 
independent. And Bridger himself has also grown from the books, where it's like he comes in thinking, okay, I've got to protect this girl. I've got to make sure she's safe. She's my friend. But he's also learning, okay, I know nothing about her life. I know nothing about ranching in general. I need to learn to let her do what she needs to do in this aspect. And I'll just be there. And if she needs me to protect her, I'm there. And that's the unique aspects of the Cozy Mysteries is watching the character growth of them. And then I know readers love the inner universe details. Let's say they may remember something from book one that shows up in book three. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I know what happened. What this happened? This, this things of that nature. Yeah. So after this book, which is Curses and Vials, available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold, is there a another story in mind. I am actually currently working on that. It is going to be a very interesting mystery for her where she has opened her ranch to be a location for a hot air balloon festival. And one of the pilots will unfortunately not make it to the festival. Of course he won't, because we wouldn't have a story if he did. That's why authors can be so sadistic. <laughs> like, which one of you is going to get it? <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and this one was fun. The one I'm, this next book is fun because, okay, another way I'm a nerd is I've recently gotten into a YouTube online show called Critical Role. Well, I like to put Easter eggs of things I'm a fan of into my books. And in this case, I put one of the players into the book of Critical Role. This guy who's a voice actor by the name of, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to anyway, Travis Willingham. Well, I made him a centaur in my story and changed his name to William Travis. And he's going to be a, one of Bridger's poker buddies. And it's just one thing I love to do with the books is put Easter eggs in them. <laughs> And it's interesting when readers pick up on those Easter eggs as well. So it looks like there's a lot more planned for Sabia, even after this newest release, which is Curses and Vials, available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. And I know you have more planned. I can't wait to have you back to talk more about them. And what I would love for you to do in the few moments that we have left, give us an opportunity to follow you online. Well, you can follow me on Facebook. Just look for Leanna Shields or my group page, Leanna Shields Writer. You can also follow me on Amazon, my Amazon uh, author page, where you'll see all the books I've written in the, oh my gosh, I just realized it's about 10, 11 years of writing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and also there's my website, LeannaShieldsAuthor.com. Or if you want to follow my podcast, check out my podcast webpage, which is thecozysleuth.com. There you can listen to past episodes and just catch up. Leanna, thank you so much for being with me today. In the few moments that we have left, go ahead and encourage our aspiring authors out there whom God has given the gift to write to pick up the pen and do so. Oh, I know authors out there, it can be where the scariest thing out there is that blank screen or paper or however you choose to write your books. You can do it. It's Once you take that first step, when you have something that God has put on your heart to write, it won't always be an easy journey, but you can always find someone out there who's willing to come up beside you and pray for you or give you encouragement or whatever is needed for those steps. And if you're a writer who just wants some encouragement, 
feel free to find me on Facebook. I am willing to share what I know or point you in the right direction if I have no clue. <laughs> Leanna, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me on. It's been so much fun. And we were talking today to Leanna Shields. She is the author of the book, Curses and Vows. It's available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Book three of the Mystic Ranch Cozy Mysteries. You may have guessed, but Leanna is not your typical cozy mystery writer. And you know what? That's perfectly okay. What is a story, that quirkiness inside of you that you want to explore? She likes myths and she likes to put Easter eggs of things that currently interest her. Do you like to do the same thing? What are you waiting for? Go ahead, pick up the pen and write stuff. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen, Parker J, and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.